for the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Ted Ramey, the radio voice of the San Jose Earthquakes who kicked off their season on Saturday at New York against the Red Bulls. They'll play at Columbus this weekend and then open up at home against the Philadelphia Union on March 12th. A lot of questions around this team after the retirement of the MLS's all-time leading goal scorer in Chris Wondolowski, the final year of Matias Almeida's contract as head coach of the Quakes, and a couple of newcomers that we can talk about with Ted Ramey, who joins me next. Today is Monday. February 28th. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the podcast my good friend and radio voice of the San Jose Earthquakes, Ted Ramey. The San Jose Quakes, of course, opened last weekend. We can talk a little season outlook here and hopefully getting back to the MLS postseason. Ted, what's going on, man? How are you? Doing pretty well, Copes. Thanks for having me on, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, I, I think we get you on a couple of times a year to talk just different stuff. We'll talk A's. We'll talk Sharks. We can uh, we can talk just about anything with you, but definitely we like talking about the Quakes because of uh, of your affiliation with them, right? Being the voice of the team. Um, <laughs> what's the season outlook for them this year, man? I mean, I know it's been a, a difficult run for the Quakes in recent years. You've been the voice of the team for a long time. Two postseason runs in nine seasons. What's the outlook for the season this year without Chris Wondolowski? Yeah, I mean, it is life after Wando. That is one of the big storylines. But I think beyond that, it's this year is that it's year four of four for head coach Matias Almeida, the highly touted coach from Latin America. He played for, you know, Argentina and World Cups, and he played in some of the biggest clubs in Europe, and he made a quick transition to being a successful coach in the football world. And now, you know, it hasn't really gone that way for him at the San Jose Earthquakes. And I think that what he really wants to do is still kind of leave his mark with the earthquakes. Now, whether or not this will actually be his final year, we don't know. There could be an extension. You know, we're speculating at this point, but I think right now we're expecting um, that the earthquakes will fight for a playoff position and that Matias Almeida wants to leave his mark on Major League Soccer. You said there could be a contract extension. He made comments in the last couple of weeks, and this is never a good start to like a, a general manager's tenure, right? Chris Leach gets the job back in November as, as GM of the Quakes. He was a former Quake himself, so knows the culture a little bit, wants to make some changes, and and probably at some point get a guy in that he absolutely trusts and, and wants to be the head coach. But if Matias gets the job done this year, obviously he could be looking at an extension. But he seemed upset and sort of bemoaned with the lack of reinforcements that were brought in this offseason. What do you make of those comments, and, and how bad is that for sort of a a new GM with a head coach who's been implanted making those statements early on. No, it's interesting because in other off seasons, there's always been the specter of other teams trying to sign him pretty much. Even the moment he signed with the earthquakes, there was talk of big teams in Mexico and even Europe wanting to sign him as their head coach and national teams as well. But this off season, there wasn't. So under the guise of him saying that there, you know, wasn't, what he wanted per se. I mean, how else was he going to create leverage by saying, Oh, I'm not going to stay. And this is a problem. So it might be trying to play that card of, Oh, Hey, he'll leave. We better try and offer him more money of something to that effect. The other thing that I got in response to that is I talked to some people who speak Spanish because mine is not nearly good enough for someone who's lived in California for, you know, all but three of the 39 years <laughs> of my life. Um, they said in Spanish, both, yeah. yeah, I know. Right. They said that in Spanish, it doesn't, the quote makes it seem much more harsh than how he was actually saying it in the interview. Because he's been saying stuff like this for a while. I always say Matias Almeida is very much like Jim Harbaugh. He, um, you know, it's kind of him against the world. And he makes that work for him as a coach and his players. 
That's interesting, that point about how you read a comment versus when you hear a comment. I think that happens all the time now just because of how we read stuff on social media and they take, you know, a clip or a a piece of a a bite that sounds like a headline and they make it a headline. And it seems to me that with all the the major sports, with the exception of the NFL, which is basically just American, right, we get tons of diversity from different countries across all the other sports. The NBA more so in recent years with Europe and international and Spanish players coming over. Baseball, it's obviously very Latin American based. Soccer is probably the most impactful. Do you see that happen a lot where you're getting statements that are made because soccer, like the NBA, is kind of a drama game, right? Like the storylines off the field are are a big deal. People are like present things about a rumor and it'll be translated from Swedish and I'm like, hold up. <laughs> is this Google <laughs> Translate or do you speak Swedish? Like, like right, right. There's a lot, like if you like said certain phrases in American and you gave that to somebody and just had it translate straight up or English. I just mean like the American lexicon and the jargon we use, like, like try to explain through a translating program, no cap, like, <laughs> like that's not going to go down very well. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, well, I don't understand. So you, you kind of have to not necessarily read between the lines, but take it all with a grain of salt. But it is fun because I mean, that's the thing is like, you have these stories where you're like, paying attention to some reporter in Argentina and at the same time connecting that to a reporter in Argentina because that Argentinian player is playing in Turkey and is thinking of coming to Major League Soccer. And you're like, okay, so where is the truth in here? And how much is this like any other agent in any sport just trying to rile up interest? But it's it's totally fun. I, I think it's I think it's very entertaining. It's got some of the best rumors, uh, I, I think, of any game going. You know, obviously the NFL, it's offseason. We spend a ton of time, you know, speculating quarterbacks and stuff like that. And you hear sources say one thing. I used to always joke that I can't walk out the front door without hearing about Tom Brady's bowel movements. But that literally became a reality <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers posting about his yeah. forced vomiting and diarrhea and enema. I was like, well, there it is. I was like, you know, life imitates art once again. That's exactly it, man. Eric Rogers is telling us now he's seeing the world a different light after, uh, I don't know, eating eating some beans and curds for a couple of weeks. Hashtag Monday Night Gratitude, Copes. <laughs> exactly. To get his mind and his body right. Monday Night Gratitude. Hell of a post by Aaron Rodgers. So, like, it's a good maybe transition, dude. Like, think about where Aaron Rodgers is with the Green Bay Packers and how the numerous NFC Championship games, the MVP, he'll go down as skill-wise one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Despite all the off-field stuff that's become so strange, in the last couple of years. If he were to leave the Green Bay Packers, they almost enter a rebuild, right? I don't know that the Quakes are in that spot completely right now with the exit of Chris Wondolowski, who in his own right is the all-time leading goal scorer and one of the greatest American soccer players of all time, one of the greatest MLS players of all time. Where is that locker room and where is the focus, you think, for this team on trying to make that transition to not having that that staple who wasn't just a, a, a great leader for the team. He was really, really good on the field even through last year. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is I've talked to a lot of guys this offseason on the team and talking about stepping into leadership roles. You know, there is no replacing Chris Wondolowski. It's that everybody has to step up and take more of an active leadership role. Chris Wondolowski, I mean, he he just had the, the hyper-competitive nature while also being a really good dude off the field, led by example. He was usually, you know, the hardest working guy out there. I mean, homeboy is six months younger than me, and he was coming out and winning the fitness test for the entire team. Like, dudes who were, you know, like Cade Cowell last year was 17 most of the season, and Wondolowski's winning the beep test. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, he just had a motor 
that could go and go and go and go forever. So he led by example. And now you see more veterans like Shea Salinas, who's this, uh, who is now the longest tenured player on the team. A guy like Tommy Thompson, you know, he's entering year number nine. We both came in with the club in 2014. You have players like Jackson Yule, of course, now he's, you know, a pretty much uh, steady part of that United States men's national team. And then some of the other guys, a Christian Espinosa, he's in year four with the club. And Jeremy Abobasi, who was a big acquisition from Portland last year. He's had time with the United States men's national team. And I know he wants to be a leader and he's been very active in community participation as well throughout the entirety of his career in Portland and now in San Jose. So I think you have a good mix there, but I think they're all well aware of the fact that you can't just expect to replace Chris Wondolowski. That doesn't, it just doesn't happen. I mean, just like the Giants don't replace Buster Posey. You can't replace Chris Wondolowski. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. You make a good point about the core that they still have. Salinas, Yule, Thompson, Espinosa. Those guys have been there for years. I mean, that's a, a nice core of guys. I would argue, though, even under uh, under Almeida in the last four years, they've had a minus 27 goal differential. They had Wondolowski, and they haven't had much success as far as playoff runs go or, or getting deep into the postseason. Two exits in the last nine years in the first round or in the opening round of the MLS postseason. As far as reinforcements or guys to come in to help, does Almeida have a case here? Did they do enough with adding guys like Jan Gregus and Francisco Calvo? Yeah, I mean, I think those two are going to help things definitely, but you also look at Jamiro Montero, who they acquired in a trade from Philadelphia. He was Philadelphia's big DP, and I think he will help things very much because he's a hard-working player, will play on defense and offense, whereas a lot of guys will occupy that, you know, kind of attacking midfield role. They don't want to go back on defense, but I mean, I think that right now the earthquakes are very interesting in the sense that they have a lot of guys who are kind of coming into their own. A lot of them might not be the biggest names on paper, but there is a sense that Cade Cowell, he'll be now 18 for the majority of this this season. This is year four for him in Major League Soccer. This will be year number two for Benji Kakanovich, who showed great promise and scored a bunch of goals at the end of the year once he got playing time. And I think that you kind of look at these guys kind of evolving into their into their moment right now. And, you know, the earthquakes from distance might not appear like the greatest team on paper, but the general consensus, and I'll steal this from uh, Matt Mayoko when talking about Bryant Young the other day, you know, the closer you are to the situation here in San Jose, the better it looks. And I think that the earthquakes might be able to catch some teams sleeping, but beyond that, particularly like you alluded to the lack of, you know, success under Almeida. I think he's had a lot of learning to do in major league soccer. He came into the league knowing as being a guy that employed a man marking system, which if you don't watch the earthquakes, maybe you've seen Leeds United over across the pond. And that's kind of the guy who taught him uh, with Bielsa. So it didn't work for Almeida and he switched back to mostly zonal marking, although there is some man marking. So there have been some big blowouts, seven to one losses, six to nothing losses. And that's kind of pumped up that goal differential. Whereas once he kind of switched things around defensively, things looked a lot better for the earthquakes. And I expect that's what we'll see at the start of this year. There will be moments of the man marking and the take advantage of chaos situation. They try to create, but I think it'll be a little bit more traditional in terms of what you'd see with a, with your av- not your average defense, but just the the typical zonal marking that we're used to seeing in world football. Good expansive answer. <laughs> Good breakdown for us there on on how this team makes a run or, or, or tries to uh, hold ground without Wondolowski throughout this season. One more for you, Eduardo Chofis Lopez. Is that what you call him, Chofis or Chofis? 
His real name is Javier, but he doesn't like to be called that. So he goes by Eduardo and they call him Chofis. And I, this is the story is that apparently he looks like one of his teammates in Mexico's girlfriend, whose name was <laughs> Sofia. And somehow the nickname for that in Spanish turned into Chofis. That's if you Google the story, that's the story. I don't know if it's true, but that's the story that I see out there on the interwebs, a, uh, a series of tubes. I wonder if that's one that was translated or if uh, if somebody who spoke the language wrote that story out correctly. It's very possible. Hell of a deal being on a team with a guy where you're like, you look like my girlfriend, man. That's, uh, no. that's <laughs> an interesting move. So, <laughs> But Chofis is a stud, by the way. Yeah, that's what I mean. So the question, is he going to be here beyond June? Is he going to hang out? Uh, you think, what, will they will they try to keep him here? He's on loan. Was he from Chivas? Is that where he's on loan from? Chivas, yeah. Yeah, he's he's from the GOATs. Um, so we'll see whether or not he stays. I hope he does, but many of your pe- people are pointing to the acquisition of Jamiro Montero as saying that's indicative of the fact that they don't expect him to be here beyond that loan, but only time will tell. Good stuff, man. Ted, it's always fun, dude, catching up. And uh, got to be exciting starting the season. Are you traveling this year? Are you going with the team this year on the road? No, not not yet. They're still while there are still COVID regulations. They're still having us do it from uh, the home stadium when we are when we're on the road. But hopefully that will change sooner rather than later. All right, man. Well, I uh, hope you're back on the road soon, and uh, and we'll talk to you again soon. We'll we'll catch up once baseball gets going. Be fun to pick your brain about uh, what's going on in in the major leagues and with the A's and stuff. So uh, stay safe, man. We'll catch you later. Likewise, Copes. Anytime. Just hit me up. Oh, great stuff from always from Ted Ramey. Nice to do a little Quakes hit, get into the soccer that's going on here in the Bay Area. The season, of course, got started this past Saturday at the New York Red Bulls. They stay on the road. They'll play at Columbus. The crew this Saturday, March 5th, and then their first home game, March 12th down at PayPal Park in San Jose against the Philly Union. That's who comes to town on March 12th. Thank you to Ted Ramey. Thank you to Brian, my producer. And thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. Today is deadline day in Major League Baseball to get a deal done between the Players Association and the league in order to start the season on time. We're still just sort of waiting for the for the final details of all that and the final agreement to come out. So when it does, we will continue to monitor the situation with Major League Baseball. And once that gets going, we're going to get free agent signed. We'll get the start of games. That's going to be a lot of fun when that finally happens. Also, the Warriors entered their final stretch of the season all that to come in the days and weeks ahead until wednesday enjoy the week we'll talk to you then